Arjun and I get a lot of comments coming my way of people saying that we are omnivores, humans are omnivores, and hence we should eat meat. So what do you have to say about that? It's bullshit. That's what I have to say about that. It's complete bullshit. I think you should do your research. I'm just kidding. But here's the thing. We are behaviorally omnivores. Like we can behave like omnivores, but right. that doesn't mean that we're physiologically omnivores. So physiologically, like if you actually look at the anatomy of humans, we most um, most resemble an herbivore or a frugivore. So it's like if you look at us from head to toe, from our teeth, to the way we sweat, to the way we um, breathe, the size of our intestines, we most um, resemble an actual herbivore. So it's interesting when people say this because most herbivores can eat meat for survival, but they thrive and are most optimized with their body and their energy when they're just you know eating 100% plants. So the thing with like herbivores um, is that we have always actually ate vegetation it's just meat has been like a recently introduced substance to us and that was more for survival like during the ice age so that's like one of the theories why humans started eating meat just to survive during that time because we were in like climates that weren't native to humans mm -hmm. right but i mean if you look at like our teeth it's most likely it, it resembles like a monkey's teeth it doesn't resemble a lion's teeth it doesn't resemble and bear's teeth or anything like that. So it's very, like people think, oh, we have canine teeth. Therefore, we're omnivores, but most herbivores actually have canine teeth, including monkeys. I read that recently. Yeah. Someone had made that comment that, oh, we've got canine teeth. And so I, I, I did some research myself and I didn't even realize that other herbivores have um, canine teeth yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's just a complete, it's, it's a myth, thinking that just because we have canines, we are meant to dig into animal flesh that's actually meant for digging into fruit and digging into like uh, vegetables that are like crunchy and stuff like that and it's interesting because real omnivores and carnivores they eat animals raw like alive they'll hunt them without any tools without cheating and then they'll eat them raw and they, they usually start from the anus but it's like no humans ever done that they cook it then they pick out the parts that they want to eat then they like bleed it dry and then they season it with vegan ingredients. That's like the most interesting part about the whole thing where they're eating meat, but it's not eating meat. They're seasoning in a way that it tastes like herbs. It tastes like spices. It tastes like fried oils. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're really enjoying the taste of. But actual meat, if you were to actually cut out a chicken's breast and try to eat it, it would taste disgusting. It would be bloody. It would be full of veins and all this shit you know so it's the actuality we don't even have the instinct to want to eat meat it's that it's just that we decorate these dead corpses to taste good via vegan plant-based ingredients so when people say that, like a lot of times you'll hear people say that oh why do vegans replicate meat in order to enjoy you know why don't they just eat the meat directly it's like well meat is also not as per what it was in its original yeah. form. You're changing what it was in its original form and turning it into something else to taste like something else to, as we're saying, be decorated in other herbs and tastes yep. from its natural form. 100%. I think the meat is being far more glamorized than, say, like almond milk. You know, it's it's not as bad for your health and it's not as processed and it's not trying to, like, you know, create something that's not it because and the thing is like you're literally eating a dead corpse but they're trying to make it look like it's like this very glamorous rich luxurious type of food to eat mm. 
and they might say, oh, it's nutrient dense, therefore you have to eat it. But there's a lot of stuff that's nutrient dense that isn't good for you. You know, like your poop is probably nutrient dense, but <laughs> doesn't mean you should eat that, right? There's literally like four dead animals that people are going on about and we have like 80,000 80, plants. Yeah. plants it's like there is like a world of amazing food that you can be having and you're stuck on these four animals that you're not leaving alone yeah it's interesting because people feel like they're being restricted when they go vegan but yeah. i feel like when you are like in the vegan community and you start uh, recognizing that there's 80,000 edible plants, yeah. you start experimenting so much more with different fruits, different vegetables, different herbs. Yeah. And it, in a way, it kind of opens a door to more food, yeah. which is interesting because like you're, you're eliminating those four dead animals, but now it's forcing you to look at these other foods that you've ignored because you've been in this meat and dairy community your entire life. And now you're in this like, you know, vegan community that's like talking about all these random exotic foods that you've never heard of. And I think that just makes it even better because now you can like find out the fruits and vegetables that you like that you might have never have tried ever in your life if you've never had entered this community to start, you know, researching yeah. and discovering new ways of uh, cooking, new um, uh, fruits and veggies to experiment with. And there's just so much out there, you know, that um, it's impossible to try everything at once you, you know, go vegan because they're just... I feel like there's like a new food like every week that I discover. It's like a trend. If you make uh, a curry and you use XYZ ingredients, it's just a matter of going, okay, how do I replace the butter with a vegan butter? How do I replace the milk with a non-dairy milk? How do I yeah. replace the meat with a, a, a non-meat meat that I'm happy with? Like, it's just so easy to just yeah find stuff. No, I think you hit the nail on the head right there because essentially what you're saying is you got to be able to think for yourself and connect the dots because they're there. The, the, yeah. the food is there to eat. It's I think people just become so comfortable living in this matrix, living in that propaganda where they don't want to think. They just want what's convenient. They just go, like, oh, it's meat everywhere. There's dairy everywhere. There's fast food everywhere. Yeah. So they're just going after what the system wants them to consume. Yeah. So they're yeah. just being very robotic versus if you actually think about what's good for you, what's good for the animals, what's good for um, the environment and everything like that, it's actually very easy to just get produce. It's very easy to have access to vegan foods. It's just you got to be a little creative and be able to think outside of the box. And I feel like that's like one of the main differences with, with people that actually become vegan and say that it was actually not that hard versus people that find it very difficult because they're not really thinking in terms of like what would be the correct thing to do. They're just thinking, oh, what's the most convenient thing to do? It's like a very lazy way of almost exactly. knowing about life and how you're gonna consume things. It's yeah. like an unconscious way of consuming. That's very interesting that you said propaganda because we actually hear it on the flip side that people will I get I get DMs of people saying to me, Amy, stop peddling propaganda to people about being vegan. And I'm like, the how is being good to animals and good to the environment propaganda? And it's amazing that whether it's meat companies, dairy companies, whatever, ha have really funneled this idea into people's minds. And I'm also going to say religious leaders and various other uh, prominent figures in around the world have also pushed this idea that it's propaganda. Yeah, this yeah. vegan thing and I find it so fascinating that any like idea that goes against your way of thinking and, and vegan in particular is something that really strikes people in a really personal way they're personally offended 
if you yeah. question their eating habits. Yeah. It's interesting because it's the whole thing is just like a matrix. Like the second you question it, yeah. you're right. They they turn into like, like have you seen the matrix movie? They yes. turn into the agent. Just what you're questioning my yes, exactly. you're, you're not you're not one of us. You're not a meat eater. We need to convert you immediately. And the funny thing, have feelings. Yeah, so they'll like go off of that. They're just regurgitating all the propaganda they've been told. And then you're right. Yeah. They think we're the ones brainwashed by the propaganda. And I think honestly, it comes down to like what they call the familiarity bias. Right, there's like so many different biases and what makes information credi- credible, mm. what makes information believable. And I think from like a psychological perspective, I can see why they would assume that we're the ones brainwashed because we're a minority, right? The major- If the majority of people are brainwashed by an idea and there's like a small group of people that are resisting it, they're going to assume that the people resisting it are the ones in the wrong. Yeah. So if everyone was a Nazi, and then there's some people saying Nazism is bad, they're going to be like, you guys are getting into this it's Western propaganda, like, don't listen to them, we're all Nazis, blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, it's a bias of just familiarity. Like, oh, we're familiar with this concept mm-hmm. because our authority figures are telling us this. The industry is telling us this. Our school system's telling us this. But they're not even open to the fact that this whole thing could be a mass campaign via the propaganda matrix mm. and until they're ready to accept that your entire reality has been a lie this up to this point they're going to assume that well i'm going to follow the crowd because we've been doing this for thousands of years and majority of people are eating meat yeah. so they're going to look at us as we're the ones that are brainwashed without even questioning the logic and reasoning and the science behind everything that they've been told because mm. at that point they're just being i think um they're not being philosophical about it. They're being really religious about it in the sense that they're not open to questioning it. Mm-hmm. They're just taking the answers as is and they're just doing what they're told to do, not because they think it's the right thing to do, but because they've been just told by their friends and family. They find credibility in that and like, oh, well, if everyone around me is doing it, I should just conform because it's comfortable and I don't have to actually think. I can just go with the flow even if come on the wrong side of history so they're not Mm. trying to really dig deep into seeing if they're on the right or wrong side of history if they're doing the right thing or wrong thing they're just like all right what's comfortable it's not that important to me whatever move on so like i i feel that as humans we're we're creatures of learned behavior so if you've grown up in an environment where you know everyone is a racist for example yeah of course you're gonna grow up as a racist thinking that that's right unless something happens in your life that prompts you to critically think or prompts you to like exit that system of thinking but that if nothing like that ever happens you are gonna like believe that more likely than not yeah and it's like we, we are in this matrix as you said of most people being meat eaters that's all they know they teach that to their children then that's all they know and they truly believe that it's one required and two, it's right. And three, it's the it's the way of nature. I, I remember when I was in like like first or second grade, and we we're learning about nouns, you know, person, place, or thing, and you had to like pick out an object or a person and classify: is this a noun? Is this a verb? What what is this? And there was an animal, and they said, "Is this so? This is a noun, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a noun. Is this a person, place, or thing?" I was like, "I guess a person." I'm like, "No, it's a thing." And like, I got in trouble for that. They're like, no, animals are things. So it's like, it's literally rooted in our language to be speciesist, mm-hmm. to classify animals as objects, as things. It's just a sandwich. It's just a, a sofa, you know, like leather. Yeah. So it's interesting that like we have already created it within our language, within our um, 
laws it's so institutionalized in there that people don't even realize that that is where the matrix how deep it is where it's just telling you that it's just an animal mm. that's it and i feel like that's where atrocities happen we can just say oh it's just you know these people it's just those people it's just women it's just blacks i'm not saying be communist by any means or like you know say everyone everyone's equal but i'm just saying if you have respect for everyone equally whether they're rich poor whether they're this shape that shape color yeah. whatever color they are like just having respect for life and understanding that every life has a purpose they're all capable of feeling pain uh feeling happiness sadness a whole plethora of emotions i think you can definitely create a much more civilized society yeah yeah and you're right it's speciesist i mean from childhood we're taught that we we bring dogs into our home we bring bring cats into our home and we you know we love them and we care about them we have laws to protect them but those same laws allow you to do atrocious things to other animals like pull mm -hmm. their teeth out cut their tails off whatever yet other animals if you did if, if i cut my dog's tail off i'd what i'd go to jail like what would happen to me i'd have some animal cruelty act whatever slammed at me and i'd be in jail for animal cruelty but it's like it's okay to do that to other animals because they like what's the differentiator there like what has deemed this other animal as this one's okay for you to eat and this one is allocated for you to have as pet there's no actual differentiating factor other than whatever has been peddled over decades and decades and decades yeah. as being the norm. Exactly. I was just going to say that it's, it's just the norm. People are just calling yeah. it like, oh, okay, well, everyone has a dog and dogs are uh, to be respected and cared for. And then cats are too. And then these other animals, yeah, we just don't care about it. Because why? Oh, this, this, that's how the world is. That, that's their answer. That, that's not logic or reason. That's not age. Saying that's how the world is, is like in the time when women didn't have rights or blacks didn't have rights, you can't sit there and say, oh, this is how the world is because then nothing would have changed in our yeah. period of history. Exactly. So you literally can't, like, that's stupid to say that. But then also it's subjective because it's like in China, in Nagaland, in whatever, when people do eat dogs and it's part and normal for them, it's part of their, you know, culture to eat dogs. How can someone from the west sit there and say it's cruel to eat dogs it's like no you you have allowed dogs to understand that they they have an ability for love and suffering and communication and emotion so you know what it, what it means uh to love a dog in the same way if you gave that opportunity to a pig or a chicken or whatever you would understand that they too are individuals with the same emotions that a dog has but it's like, it, it's insane speciesism that we have and people don't realize it's completely culturally subjective. Yeah. yeah no, it's 100% culturally subjective. I feel like it is interesting because there's so many people that are non-vegans that will fight against the Yule Festival in China. Oh, majorly. And they'll talk all this stuff about how it's cruel. And then people will like, like other meat eaters will praise them for like, yeah, they should never do this to dogs and blah, 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 while they're eating a hot dog. <laughs> Not that it's made out of dogs, but um, <laughs> it is it's interesting because they'll literally oppress and pay for the slaughter of um, other animals. But then when it's dogs, it's suddenly, oh, 
that's horrible because familiarity bias, they're just used to seeing dogs in their neighborhoods. They have a connection with dogs. They have some relationships with the dog at some point. Would you have, um, so there's a, a farm in France mm-hmm. where they sell women's breast milk cheese. Would you like to try it? What the heck? <laughs> the cheese out of women's breast milk. <laughs> um, I, I, I just don't feel the need to try it, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't judge people that were trying it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I, I feel like I don't have an ethical uh, problem with it. But we're so far from, you know, the these fun conundrums. It's like right now, we're like literally living in the dark ages still with, yeah. with what we impose. Like, this is a fun conversation because it's like, what you said it's with consent right i recently had this um hindu uh, guy message me that you know it's okay to eat chicken in hindu religion and i was like that's so interesting because from my understanding um hinduism is based around the idea of ahimsa which is non-violence to all living beings now as far as my understanding is killing a chicken is harming a living being and that's not in any way shape or form part of ahimsa so when even from a religious perspective from a hindu i I don't see how eating chicken or eating any animal in the context of hinduism is uh, like within the religion i'm like that's breaking like the number one thing of the basis of your entire belief system my i and i don't think that any just god would ever promote the idea of hurting its creatures when you don't need to. Mm-hmm. People overlook the fact that they're hurting God's creations or nature's creations or whatever they believe in. They will destroy, you know, the planet. They will destroy the oceans. They will torture and kill all these animals that their God or nature has created. But when it comes to like someone rich, ripping pages out of the Bible, burning a flag, if anything is done to their holy books, their holy statues, these objects that were created in the name of God, then they have a problem with it. But when it's actually God's creations, they're just completely like, whatever, we can destroy the planet because this book that we created in the name of God says it's okay to do so because someone wrote it in there, you know. There's just so many different types of like privileges. And I think being religious is almost like a privilege where it's like, oh, it's my religion to kill. So respect it. (laughs) That's basically what they're saying. Or it's my religion to be sexist or homophobic, so you have to respect it because it's my religion and I'm a protected class, you know, whatever. I can say that to justify anything. Oh, it's my religion to rape little children. Yeah. Can I not use that to justify anything? Then, uh, you know, uh, it's just such a, it's a ludicrous thing to say. It's a ludicrous statement in this day and age. Yeah. And they think that, like, oh, if it's a religion, then it's totally fine because that's just how my religion is. And if you try to say my religion is bad then that makes makes you you know like a bad person because you're disrespecting my god and it's like all right well i'll have the bad things Eve is about like a personal sacrifice right you're supposed to like do something or maybe give up something bad about yourself and there's this one activist um uh, a vegan muslim that made a really good point where he said that you're supposed to give up bad qualities about yourself and Eve so that it helps other people, perhaps giving up, perhaps sacrificing something that's valuable to you and giving it to someone that might need it better. Yeah. But inflicting pain on an animal isn't really a sacrifice because it's not coming from you. You're taking someone else's life 
when it's completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And then some might justify like, oh, well, I'm killing the lamb because it's going to feed people. Well, you can feed them a lot more efficiently and effectively and healthier with plant-based options. And you don't even need to kill anyone. Vegetable biryani yeah. could feed, you know, instead of killing an innocent animal. I recently have been making more posts with commentary around animal sacrifice. And people have been very quick to jump in and say that they're being, their religion is being personally attacked by questioning the act of animal sacrifice. And people take it quite personally when you question something that they do as part of their religion. And I really disagree with that because because I feel like if if you have a religion, no matter what it is, whether you're Christian or Hindu or whatever, Muslim, and and that your religion has been doing something for such a long period of time, when it's hurting someone, at some point that should be questioned. Yeah. And I don't think that can be taken that it's like anti-God or or anti your religion. It's like literally we're just questioning the basis of you doing something when it is hurting someone else and i think any belief system if there is an act involved that hurts someone that that should be open to questioning i I think um in the new age like you need to have some sort of like philosophical questioning toward religion like it can't just be all um you know just follow orders and i think a lot of people use religion for that there's like an old saying where religion has become answers without questioning Mm. and philosophy or or philosophy is questions without answers um but i feel like if you're open the thing is no one really is religious to a point where they all agree in unison like yeah are debating religion all the time there's so many different sectors of it it evolves over time so i feel like even though people want to be religious they're still implementing some philosophy into it and i think that's very important to good because you need to adapt it to modern times you need to understand what the context of these holy books were trying to say back in their time and how it translates to current times a lot of these holy books were written during times of um you know when we ate meat for survival when there was actually no other options or when there was a lot of predators that were out to kill us and we actually had to fight animals and kill them that we're the only predators we're like the virus of the planet it's really us that's like kind of destroying the ecosystem and we don't really need to kill another animal to protect ourselves anymore. So like if you take that context and you bring it to modern times, what would Jesus do today? What would God do today? What would he preach for today? Why are we getting so many diseases from animal foods? And why are we healing our body through plant-based foods? What is nature trying to tell you, the universe, God, or whatever you believe? What, what is it trying to tell you um, intuitively, you know? So I feel like if people really take that approach where they kind of go more inward and then interpret what the book is trying to say, they might have a much um, better understanding of how it relates to modern times versus just going, oh yeah, they used to uh, steal back then or these, because there's so many things that we did for thousands of years, stealing, there's rape, there's killing, there's all these bad things. And some holy books actually mention that it's okay to do it in certain um, circumstances. But you bring it to modern times, it just doesn't make sense. It's not necessary. So it's like, why would you commit a heinous act when it's not necessary? 